This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Learn more about the country's reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. Good Tuesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. There's a new number two at USDA. The Senate confirmed Xochitl Torres Small in a landslide 84-8 vote to be the department's new deputy ag secretary. She's currently serving as USDA's Rural Development Undersecretary and also brings congressional experience as a former member of the House Ag Committee during her time in Congress. Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow took to the chamber floor ahead of the Torres small vote and pushed her colleagues to set a tone for future farm policy action. The Deputy Secretary position is also vital to our work as we continue to draft a bipartisan farm bill. Ms. Torres small confirmation is a great opportunity for the Senate to show that we can work together in a bipartisan manner. Ms. Torres Small has a proven track record as a strong leader with deep knowledge of farm, food, and rural policy. I know she will serve the department and the American people well in her new position, and I urge my colleagues to support her confirmation. Farm groups have been largely supportive of Torres Small, including a group of more than 50 who pushed the Senate to confirm her nomination earlier this year. Philip Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com, where you can also read Sarah Wyant's piece on the new leadership at the National 4-H Council. In other news, a handful of Senate Ag Committee Republicans are hoping to get Commodity Credit Corporation spending restrictions included in the upcoming Farm Bill. Senators Chuck Grassley, Roger Marshall, and Mike Braun introduced legislation today that would curtail the Ag Secretary's use of the CCC to only what had been authorized by Congress. A similar effort is underway through the appropriations process in the House, but Grassley says the effort belongs in longer-term legislation like the Farm Bill. He says the bill is not aimed at punishing any one secretary, but instead at reeling in the CCC's use. This would not be an attack on the Trump administration's use of it uh, to uh, give farmers some benefit as a result of harm to agriculture because of retaliation from China for his putting uh, tariffs on Chinese products coming into the United States. Or it's not an attack on the Biden administration uh, for using the CCC to emphasize their green agenda. What we're trying to do is make sure that Congress has control over spending. He estimates the bill would save about $8 billion and said he wanted to direct half the savings to research and trade promotion priorities. Finally today, biofuel and oil groups are on the same page about EPA's goals to reduce tailpipe emissions. The American Petroleum Institute and National Corn Growers Association were among a group of more than 100 organizations who sent a letter to President Joe Biden today. The groups flagged their concerns with the agency's plans that would spur a greater shift toward electric vehicles to meet emissions reduction goals. NCGA lobbyist Brooke Appleton says EPA needs to broaden its approach to curtailing pollution. We urge EPA to focus on outcomes and opening pathways for all lower carbon fuels and technologies to enable more stringent future vehicle emission standards instead of the current electric vehicle only approach. Automakers possess new technologies, which include enhanced internal combustion engines capable of delivering substantial reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. However, to maximize their impact, access to higher octane, lower carbon fuels is required allowing engines and fuels to work together as a holistic system. 
Both API and the American fuel and petrochemical manufacturers say they plan to withhold their decisions about potential legal action on the issue until EPA rolls out a final rule. Public comment on EPA's proposed rule closed last week. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. America's 11,000 sugar beet and sugar cane farmers produce sugar under some of the world's strictest safety, labor, and environmental standards. The country's sugar industry supports 151,000 good-paying jobs in two dozen states and contributes more than $23 billion to the economy each year. Learn how the U.S. benefits from having a reliable domestic sugar industry at sugaralliance.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.